You're listening to the Orisha Wisdom Podcast, episode 41. Welcome to the Orisha Wisdom Podcast, where positivity and spirituality create an enhanced life's journey with the wisdom of Ifa and Orisha. I am your host, Iya Omileti Olubumi. Welcome to the Orisha Wisdom Podcast. I am Iya Omileti. Thank you for spending some of your time with me to talk about all things Orisha, spirituality, and growth. So turn up the volume in your car, put on your earbuds, grab a cup of coffee, tea, not soda, something healthy. Just grab something good to drink and let's chat because this is going to be a good one. Today's episode is being brought to you by our own Orisha Wisdom's top five things to know before choosing a godparent. It is a great resource available to help you choose a godparent in our traditions. You hear about it. You need one. How do you get your hands on this? It's simple. Just go to www.orishawisdom.com forward slash godparent choice. No spaces. And after you hear, this is going to be a great episode. One, because it's long overdue. I've been holding on to this particular episode because, well, we're in the middle of a pandemic. A lot of people are not meeting, but nope. I think that it is needed. People are still seeing other people and you'll see, you'll see why this is so important. And on top of it being an important topic, I'm not going to be here by myself. Nope, not on this episode. We're going to be chatting with someone, actually more than one someone. And we are going to talk about a challenge that many priests have in our community, if not all. This is a challenge that has been happening for years and years and years. And well, what is this challenge? Dun, dun, dun. I need drum roll. Dun, dun, dun. Lateness. We're going to talk about the effects of latenesses in our traditions. I can promise you that this will be getting very real and not from my perspective, but from other priests in different parts of this country and in different lineages. Now, I'm a huge fan of grabbing notebooks and taking notes, right? For all of you who have been listening for a while or are getting to know me, you'll know I'm a huge fan of write this down, write this down. However, not on this one. I really just want you to listen and really listen. Don't be defensive. Don't be like, but I'm late sometimes. Just listen. Just listen and hear this information. I'm excited. Are you excited? I hope you're excited because I'm excited. Okay. Now, for real, for real, let's get this party started. Let's start with the first conversation. Here we go. Thank you so much for joining us and agreeing to come to the Arisha Wisdom Podcast. 
I'm very excited to have you on board today. So for all of the listeners that we have, who are you and from what lineage? Hi, my name is uh, Baba Hector and I'm from the Lukumi lineage. Awesome, awesome. I've known you for such a bit and it's been such a ride. I'm just so excited that you were able to come on board. I have a couple of questions for you. Have you ever had someone be late to their reading or a bow? Uh, actually, yes. I had a god sister who was late to her reading, actually, a few years, well, about five years ago. Okay. So how did that lateness affect her spiritual work? What happened that you could share? Well, she she was kind of late. and she What was does about, that mean, kind of late? Well, she was about 15, 15 minutes late. Oh. Usually a reading can go into depth, especially a Orisha reading can go into depth mm-hmm. for an hour or so, depending on the odun or how complex it is. If it's easy, then, you know, it should last maybe like 15 minutes or so. But if the oduns become rare, and the Oba has to dig in into the Oduns and find out exactly what is happening, then it can last between a half an hour to an hour. So you, you have to keep that in mind that we don't know what's behind the doors that Dorisha is trying to speak upon. So in that particular instance, how did her lateness affect that reading? Well, the Oba, he didn't have a, you know, this wasn't his nine to five job. He actually was a post office man. So we had scheduled at least two hours prior to his job before him going to work. And um, that would give him time to do a reading and then to, you know, travel to work, change into his post office man clothes and, and, and go to work. And that actually made him late to his job, about a half an hour late that he had to call in. Okay. Okay, so that definitely shows that her lateness for this particular example affected the Oba. That's the the priest who was reading her. Correct. Did this affect her in any way or just the reading? Well, it did affect her. It, it affected the reading because, you know, maybe he could have gone to a little bit depth. Some people don't understand that there are others, you know, who have a normal job and they do this maybe, you know, I want to say part-time. You understand? Oh, you mean that priests are not always just there waiting to read you? Yeah, priests are not always there, I mean, waiting there. I mean, there's there's a few people, you know, there, there's some people that work and do this this religion and there's some people that do this religion 24-7. Not everybody is the same. Mm-hmm. So it's good that the godparent let the godchild know that, hey, this person has a job, they have to be at work at a specific time. This person is taking time out of their day to try to help you. So mm. it's best that you do, I want to say you be on time. In my elect to avoid that situation, I like to have my godchildren come at least 20 minutes before, have them waiting in my house. So when the Oba comes, it's we are ready to go. We're ready to rock and roll. There's, that's actually a really good idea. Yeah. That, that's what I do to prevent, you know, because, you know, it never, never happens. You know, maybe they get a flat tire. Maybe yeah, no, get, things happen. 
things happen. You understand what I'm saying? It could be on both ends. It could be the Obazen or it could be the Aborisha who's getting the reading or the Aleo mm-hmm. who's getting the reading. What suggestion do you have for folks when it comes to timeliness in our traditions? Well, it's it's very important that the Aborisha or the Aleo be on time or even that it's very important that the godparent has a structure where the godchild comes at least 20 minutes before. It prevents a lot of things from happening in the future. As, as I said before, you know, not everybody works this religion 24 hours, seven days a week. Some people have careers. Yes, yes, of course. No, I understand. And they have to tend to that first because that is their bread and butter. You have to mm-hmm. understand that is just the way it is in this world as we speak. I love it. I think that that suggestion actually is very helpful. And we do have priests who are listening and they're like, huh, that looks like that could be a good idea. That's a good idea to implement. So your suggestion is to be sure to be at least 20 minutes before the reading there in the house before. So that when it's time, you just boom, start. Correct. All my ceremonies that partake in my ile, it's, it's 20 minutes. It could be anything. It doesn't matter what it is. I, I, I have it. that rule where it's 20 minutes before to make sure they're calm, they relax. I give them water, soda, coffee, whatever they want to make sure that they are at ease and they're waiting patiently. I love that because something that what you didn't say, but you did say, is that when people come in and they relax, they have their drink of water, their energy kind of like centers, and now they're ready to receive whatever it is, the ceremony, the abode, the reading, and they're not coming in like, oh my God, I'm frantic, and there was a car crash, (laughs) and then you're coming in with that energy, and you don't even have time to settle down before you do that. I love it. Right. Like two weeks ago, I actually did a Aleke ceremony, my first one, where I had the Yawol come at least a half an hour before. And I mean, the Aborisha come a half an hour before. And when he came a half an hour before, I put him next to the wall, facing the wall, the towels cover over his head. And I told him to concentrate. So he was there already 15 minutes concentrating on his audience and you know, focusing his meditation before the, the elders came in. And when the Love elders it. came in, we was good to go. Everybody. Was I love it. I really love it. And you, there's no way. I love it. Yep. Thank you so much for your time. I know your time is precious. For your time, where, people are going to want to know more about you. Where can folks find you online? Well, I'm the uh, author of Orisha's The Children's Books. You can yes. find me. <laughs> yes. Sorry about that. You can find me on, on Instagram on Orisha's underscore the children's books. Don't worry about it, people. I am going to put this into the show notes. My son loves those books. I'm serious. He really does. And I actually have a new book called The Beginning. So if you want it, just uh, instant message me on Instagram or Facebook, like Orisha's The Children's Books. If you Google it, both of those are going to pop up. Love it. Thank you so much. Adupue pupo. Adupue. Wasn't that something? Now, To keep this moving, let's see what someone else has to say. Let's get ready for the second interview. Thank you so much 
for your time. I am super excited to have you in the Orisha Wisdom Podcast, Baba. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Um, as you know, I'm like battling a little bit of uh, <clears throat> bronchitis. So, uh oh. Excuse me. Well, definitely. Then we're practice. double grateful to have you <laughs> with us. No, thank you. Double thank grateful. You. Thank you for doing this. This is amazing work that you're doing. I, oh, I appreciate you. it. And I'm sure a lot of people appreciate this. Yeah. I'm going to be gushing now. This isn't about me. This is about <laughs> you. Let's. Um, I would love for you to give a quick introduction of who are you from? What lineage? Tell us a little bit about you. So I'm I'm an Alua or Babalao of 18 years. I uh, grew up in the And religion. what's your name? Oh, Peter. Peter Tupaz. I'm sorry. You're fine. So so um, <clears throat> grew up in the religion. 35 years so far. 18 of them initiated to Obatala and then to Ifa and then moved to Ifa. That's yeah. awesome. And in what lineage are we? Lukumi, Ijeche, Kandongo. So what are we? Lukumi lo, lo, and my lineage is Miguel Febles. Perfect. For those who understand that. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Thank you so much for that quick intro. As you know, we have been chatting about lateness. What a fun topic. So I have a question for you. Have you ever had someone be late to their reading or a bow? So every single time, pretty much. I mean, I have, I have one godchild that will show up like an hour ahead of time. But for the most part, everybody that comes for reading or to get stuff done, a bows or, or what, what have you, for the most part, they're late. I, I live in Los Angeles, actually outside of Los Angeles, about 25 minutes in a city. city the city's name is Covina. So for those of you who know L.A. very well, like, you know that we're synonymous with that. just traffic. It's just so bad here. So for the most part, like everybody's late usually. Question. Since this is an issue that is pretty big in your practice, in your spiritual practice, how does mm -hmm. that lateness affect, I don't know, that person's spiritual work or reading? How, how does... How do these consecutive latenesses affect mm -hmm. things? So I don't necessarily think it affects like the reading and the ebos directly. What happens is that I also work. I work Ifa full-time, but I also work full-time. And up till recently, I was finishing up my master's in biology. And so I spend a lot of time at work and at school. So when people are late and I have to be at work later, it does affect my mood. So mm, I don't, okay. I, so, so, you know, when people are late and I am a little stressed out because now I have to maybe call in to work a little later, or I'm going to show up to class a little later uh, or something. So then it, it affects, it affects me and kind of the mood I'm in. And so what happens is I put 100% into the reading or the able regardless, but I think it does affect the work where individuals might be a little stressed out or a little upset and maybe that energy gets, you know, kind of put into the, into the able or the reading is now maybe rushed. It could be rushed. I try not to do that, but I will admit that there are times where I need to get through this reading or through this ebo, and 
the way it affects me is that normally I walk you through the whole process. Like I'll walk, especially individuals who are doing this for the first time or don't have a lot of experience doing this, you know, receiving a reading or, or getting a bows done. So I normally will walk them step by step. But if I'm rushed because I, I need to be at work or I need to be in class, I won't take the time to do that. And I will just do the reading, explain everything, go over their bows and go over the readings. And there are times where I will say, you know, look, I, I'm running out of time. I will contact you or I'll call you later and I'll explain the rest to you. So it does, it does. So I guess I take that back. It does, it can affect the, the reading and the, it, will, it doesn't affect Odu directly. It won't affect Odu. So the Odu will come regardless. But the one thing is that the boy, I think it, it could be affected by that, by the mood and by the negative energy, I think. I'm so glad that you shared this. And I know that originally you said it didn't affect, but after deconstructing it, I know that the Odu is not going to change. I have that. I, I understand that because it is going to be what it is. But I think right. from listening to what you just said, it affects the energy, yeah. overall energy, because maybe they're rushing and you're probably going to feel rushed. There is a time restraint that for some reason or another was not respected. So to summarize it, what I'm hearing is that the overall experience may not be the same that you wish to give if they would have shown up on time. Correct. Correct. If I'm not in a rush to get to work or if it's like, if it happened to be on my day off, then it's not, it's not that big of a deal. Like then I will go, I'll do my regular routine, go through the whole process and all that. But if, if it's a day that I need to be at work or, that I need to be in class, well, before when I was in class, then it does, it does affect it. I, I think it does. The overall experience is, is, is different when people are late, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that with us. Having listened to, to this and you sharing some of your experiences with folks, what suggestion do you have when it comes to timeliness? Based on your location, what you have experienced, you've been around for a while in our traditions. So if I could say maybe the top suggestions that you would have, what would you say they would be? It's really simple. It goes back to doing the same thing that you would do if you were going to be at work. So me in particular, I, I hate getting to work late. I, I feel rushed when I'm when I get there and I, and I can't really focus, plus I like going, grabbing some coffee first and sitting down before I get to, before I start, I start working. But what I do is if I know that I need to be at work at 5 PM, I will leave my, and I know the distance, I know that there's traffic and you know, the distance from my house to work is X amount of time. Um, I will leave two hours ahead of time. Like that's just me personally. But I think I think people need to take the same, you know, this is this is something that they're going to use to figure out their path or to resolve certain issues. Um, it's it's very important. It's it's just important as them getting to school on time or, or getting to work on time. And so they should take the same considerations. And so I feel that people took applied the same 
you know, kind of responsibilities to getting to work on time to getting to their appointment on time. I think that that would, that would be the main one. It's just the common sense, really. If you know you have to be somewhere at a certain time, leave, leave early. Schedule that. You know, I always schedule to be at work 30 minutes early, but I always get there an hour early. I would, I would say that would be the number one way of, of resolving that issue. Okay, thank you. I, I love it. So basically, just use common sense, leave early, and treat it like if it was a very important job or a job interview, I would say, because you're never late to a job interview or school. You have yeah. to be there on time. I love it. Thank you so much for your time. But before we go, I hope that people can also find you. Where can they find you online? Maybe they want to know more about you. So they can find me online. Just, you know, Google my name, Peter Dipaz, and and I'm on Facebook. And the other way to get a hold of me is I have a page where, um, and, and, I, and I believe you're familiar with it, yes, where we actually... I have a few other priests that are pretty tenured. I think the youngest one is maybe about eight years in in Santo, in uh, Crown Docha. So we have a few other priests scattered throughout the United States and actually a friend in the UK as well. And so I have a page called Santeria 101 and it's a teaching page. And it's, you know, we put out information out there to help people get familiar with the, you know, with the religion and we break down certain aspects of the religion. So I'm on there, I'm on there like 24 seven practically. So, so Santeria 101 is another uh, place where you can, you can reach out to me. Fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing. Don't worry to all of our listeners. We will definitely add this information to the podcast show notes. Thank you, Baba. We truly appreciate your time. No, thank you. Thank you again for doing this. This is this is this is really this is a really good thing. If I if I just may add, um, I know that you have other guests, but I just wanted to thank you for what you're doing. This is really needed in our community. Creative ways to get information out there, or or you know answer questions, or you know doing doing the things that you do. I listen to your other podcasts, and they're, they're just they're great. I just I love it. Thank you so much, Baba. You're gonna oh. make me all gushing and <laughs> all pink. <laughs> thank you. No, thank you. I hope that you've been listening and really listening. Now, let's get ready for another point of view. I am so excited to have with us someone that I was able to snag from the depths of Facebook. But I am so excited to have her here with us. And that would be Yellowisha Fran Ross. Thank you so much for being with us at the Arisha Wisdom Podcast. How are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you? I'm excited. I really am. I'm five years old, trapped in a 40-ish body. But I know that we are going to have a conversation. But before we start talking about this topic, can you please tell our listeners, who are you? What lineage? All, All that good stuff so that they know where you're coming from before we get started. Sure. 
So my name is Fran Castellanos Ross. I'm an Ashun priest of 22 years from Brooklyn. And I come from the Fuche lineage uh, and specifically the Ewinyimi branch. So I'm a Lukumi priestess. My godfather is Wilson Carrero Okenla in the Bronx. He's a, an artisan and a master beater for the Orisha community. So people know him very well. And you know, by virtue of knowing him, they know his godchildren as well. Mel Yubona Ibae was Nilda Villanueva Ordeum, also an Abatala priest and also from the Bronx. Thank you. Wow. That was so thorough. That was what I expected. But thank you. It's good for people in the community to know where you're coming from, because now that we're about to get into this topic, they'll know from what eyes your point of view is coming from. I have a question for you. Have you ever had anyone be late to their reading or their ebo, their spiritual work? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's not uncommon, unfortunately. Mm. Can you think of an instance where that lateness affected that person's spiritual work? Something that you could share? Sure. I mean, I, I think that there are several instances. Do tell. I, so Do tell. The first thing, I guess, is just also to differentiate between lateness, right? There's lateness and lateness, right? The occasional lateness can be manageable being 10. What do you mean by occasional lateness? So this is assuming there's some sort of regularity to your contact, you know, that this is, you've now worked with this person, I don't know, five times. They're generally on time, but this Mm -hmm. one time, you know, they're they're just running a little bit late. There was traffic or an anticipated traffic or what have you. It's just something mm-hmm. simple, right? So occasional lateness is manageable, not ideal, manageable. But when lateness happens, for example, on the first encounter on a regular basis or is otherwise excessive, then it's a larger issue. Excessive, other than happening all the time, I would say uh, you're very, very late. You are, I mean, a half hour hour, several hours late for an Ebo or reading, that's, that's going to be a big problem. So I have had issues with folks being late. I've had... Like late, late. <laughs> late, late, right. Late, late. <laughs> late for a reading, for example. If you're late, late for a reading, mm-hmm. I mean, on the one, for one thing, just late. Let's just talk late in general. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at how reliable are you? And so I'm assessing that. And I think Mm -hmm. standard, whether it's the Orisha community or whether it's outside the Orisha community, that we we use people being on time as as a judgment of how reliable they are. It speaks to their character or can Mm -hmm. speak to their character, right? So that's number one. Mm -hmm. If you're super late and I've had people be really late for a reading, not doing a reading, Mm. We're going to have to reschedule and I'll call you, you know, I'm not going to wait for you to get to my house necessarily, but I will call you and I'll say, you're not here yet. Are you around the corner? Are you trying to park? You know, I'll give people the benefit of that, but no, I've had to reschedule. So that's a delay for them. It also is time out of my day. Mm-hmm. Person who was late to their reading and they run late generally. So for example, they leave their house late and they, they get ready late and they're not prepared with the uh, articles that they may need. They didn't have a skirt. They had to go borrow it from somebody. 
they're missing a head wrap, you know, all these kinds of things. And so by the time that they get here, they're energetically just really agitated. <laughs> so mm. you know, that, that uh, do I know for sure that that disrupted a reading? Uh, hard to tell, but I would much prefer reading you when you're in a calmer space. The, the mm-hmm. of the head is really important. And so, so that's just, you know, some of the simpler circumstances. Have you ever had to deal with somebody who was late for an abode or was that just not done? Like if, if they were very, very late, did you just say, uh-uh, we're not starting? I have had people be late for an abode. We have still been able to do it. However, it's more, the effect has been more just grumblings. You know, I'm a little irritated that I've set aside this time for you and now you're late. I haven't had it happen to me, but I've, I've seen it happen mm-hmm. where there's a missing ingredient mm-hmm. or that we need, or there's a, something that needs to be replaced that was needed for that apple. And if you're late, we may not have the opportunity to find a place that's open to replace that ingredient, and therefore the abode cannot happen. The other thing, and again, hasn't happened to me, but there are abodes that must be done within a certain time frame, such as, for example, a certain time of the day. And if you miss that time frame, can't be done. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that you remember with an effect of how it affected or impacted the person other than it didn't get scheduled or? Yes. There, so people, for example, when, when lateness is on a regular basis, that's more when I see it affect people, at mm. not so much psychologically or in terms of how the actual ebol or the ceremony goes per se, but people will perceive you, I will perceive you and others present at a ceremony, for example, will perceive you as unreliable. Mm. And so, and so it's very hurtful in terms of relationships in the community. This is all, this community is based on relationships. And to me, that's one of the most fundamental ways in which being late injures you or injures your participation in this community is that you, they will be considered unreliable and you will not necessarily be called you will not necessarily, if you're not part of the actual community, if you're a client, I don't have to reschedule you. I don't have to work with mm-hmm. you. I mean, if you're going to keep doing that, it's, it's really mm-hmm. disrespectful. And I actually have, I've had that happen where I've, you know, I have to really consider whether the person didn't show up at all, you know, the first time for, for their abode. I had all the ingredients ready. We had agreed in advance that I would prepare this bath it had to be done from one day to the next. And I, I spent all the time doing that and they were supposed to arrive with payment the next day. I now never do that. You're going to have to pay in advance. You know, the person never mm-hmm. should. I had mm-hmm. to really think about, do I want to reschedule this person at all? Mm-hmm. You know, I rescheduled the individual. The person was reliable for one able and unreliable for the next. So, you know, at this point, I'm, I'm very hesitant to work with this individual. Interesting that you mentioned that. You mentioned reliability twice. One is how reliable are you? I got that from the first time when you're just saying, you know, if you're late, especially at the first time 
you know, meeting. And then if you're late on a regular basis, people will perceive you as unreliable. You mentioned something. You said, I'm not sure if I want to work with this individual. If you know that in our traditions, especially in Lukumi, referrals are important. So you mentioned your house and your godfather, right? If I say, well, I worked with this Iyalorisha, they're probably going to ask you, you know that 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 girl, whoever, her, that Omileti person, have, what do, you, do you know her? Have you ever seen, oh yeah, she was late or she didn't behave or she was disrespectful. And people don't realize that within our community, priests will talk because we also are responsible for the energy that we bring into our spiritual houses. I mean, as a, as a priest, has it happened that I have been, yes, it has happened that I've been late. And of course, I hate being late and yeah. I'm agitated when I'm late, you know, if it has happened. And so I arrive and there's a funkiness to my energy. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, and I'm not going to, I, I need to make sure that, you know, I sort of get myself into a, a headspace and a calm space so that I can now be the best priest in that room. Energetically, it does change you. That that yeah. kind of like the, the the late agitation, right? But yeah, we're this is this community is based upon reputation, period. Mm-hmm. And so I was well, not lucky, but I mean, I you know I was a very hard worker. I was on time, not only on time, but I'm early, you know. And so people know me in the community as ah yes, she's the one that stayed until five o'clock in the morning, and nobody else was there. Right, she was one of the last, the last standing, right? The last people standing. Like, mm-hmm. That's right, that's me. And that's my reputation in the community. And so when it comes down to, we need another priest, like, wait a second, you know, Fran, right? It makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. That's an amazing point that you just said. I wrote it down. This is really good. Our community is based on reputation. Okay. And reputation comes from what you give. What you give and your behavior, what you do, who you are. It's like your personal brand as a human being on what you do. That's amazing. And that's, I think, that is really good. I wrote it down like in big. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's really been it. The one big takeaway for me. And so. uh, Absolutely. Let me ask you, what suggestion, if anything, do you have for folks when it comes to timeliness or avoiding lateness? <laughs> I, you know, take it seriously. I mean, that's the first thing is I think when people take things seriously, they arrive on time. So simple things that we would normally do on a regular basis are things like confirming your appointment time, confirming directions, uh, confirming what it is that you may need to bring Take the relationship seriously and the fact that this priest is not sitting around all day for you. The mm-hmm. appointment time, just like your doctor's appointment time, like anything else. And it's fascinating to me that people who would never be late for will be late for a reading or an involve. What's mm-hmm. different, right? So strive mm-hmm. to arrive early. Arriving early allows you, first of all, time to you know, deflate from your commute. What if your commute was horrible? This happened like, oh, that never happened in New York City, right? You <laughs> arrive early <laughs> so you have a chance to settle in 
so that your energy is just calm and focused and your head is cool and, and you can take in, you know, I hadn't thought about this until I'm saying it right now, but the possible effect of not being able to take in what's happening because you were late and you were agitated and you've got other things on your mind, or maybe you're now running behind and you have mm-hmm. other things to get to, that can actually affect, for example, a specific kind of uh, ebola, like a head rogation. Mm-hmm. It really could affect something like that. So anyway, I know I just went back and forth, but... No, you didn't, because I think this is what I got. The advice that you're giving, it was long, but it wasn't to take it seriously, and then you broke it down. How you can get into the habit of confirming the time, asking for the exact directions, what do I need to bring, and to get there early because it'll settle your energy. You've mentioned this in our chat today, that the word energetically. Energetically, a person has to be correct because I honestly do think that a person's energy, it will influence the Ebo and the reading. I've seen it. I've seen it. So what you've said is, is not that it's long. It's, you just broke it down into smaller steps to help people kind of get it together, right? Or did I miss something? No, I, I, I think you're right. I think you're right. No, no, you're right. <laughs> You're right. Not me. I just wrote it down. So is there anything else that you wish to add or pretty much that's it? Because it was it was concise, but it's very important. I think your piece of advice. Sure. I do want to add something, actually. One of the things, if I learned anything in this religion, what Arisha looks at is is your heart, which you which you bring to it. So they, they see when you are trying really hard. They see when you're putting in the effort. They see when you're reliable. They see it. And so if you want to be a practitioner, and if you want to, I guess, be, uh, have Arisha view you in a favorable light, then this is one of the things that it's, it's, it's advisable for you to behave in a way, behave accordingly. So gotcha. and being on time is, is just one of the simplest things that you can do. But Arisha, do you see that? And so, yeah. yeah, I would add that, I guess. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for this conversation. And thank you for, you know, just lending us a little bit of your time where can people find you? Because I know they're going to start hounding my emails and my inboxes. Can I please find out about this Iyalorisha? She sounds so zen. So where can they find you? (laughs) I I don't have my own page at this point. That may change. It's, you know, maybe sometime in the near future. But people can find me on the Orisha Wisdom community page in Arisha space. And then, of course, there are other mostly priest-only forums mm-hmm. on Facebook. That's really, and I go under Francie Fran, so you won't see my full name there, but you'll see Francie Fran, and, and that's me. And I'm, I'm more than happy to speak with individuals who are looking to, to gain an understanding of this religion and 
that's one of the reasons that I participate on these forums is to be able to share what I can and, and provide guidance. So that's where you can find me. You heard it. And if she ever gets the page, I will be sure to update that on the show notes and you can hound her there. <laughs> Thank you, Iyalarisha Fran Ross, for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate this opportunity. And I, of course, I wish the Arisha Ritham community all the best moving forward. Lots of health and stability and, and growth for everyone. You've reached the end of this interesting episode filled with truths of one of the biggest challenges for Orisha priests and Ifa priests, just Orisha, I guess, related priests. I do hope that you did listen and listen to what was said and not to your reasoning or excuses on why you've been late or what happened at this time or why or the what or anything. Just, I hope that you really took the time to listen because the outcome of the course of events will affect more than just you. A couple of things before I go. If you are new to the podcast, you might have a ton of questions and we have a way to capture your questions. And if your question is chosen and it will be featured here in the Orisha Wisdom Podcast, how to get your question into us? Easy. Just go to www.orishawisdom.com forward slash ask a priest. I am so excited to finally have one place to keep all of your incoming questions nice and organized. I can't wait to see your questions. I mean, imagine before it used to be sending me an email or sending me a message or I couldn't keep track, but now we have one place. So this is really, really good. If you liked this episode, which I hope you did because it took some effort and I waited a really long time to produce it for you because we were in the middle of the pandemic. I didn't think a lot of people were meeting, but apparently I was wrong. People are still meeting. They're still doing ebos and they're still getting to places late. Can you imagine that? But if you really like this episode, like it, comment, and of course, share it. And if you're on YouTube, like the episode and subscribe and click on the little bell icon so that you will be the first to know when there is a new video uploaded of the podcast. I will link you to the YouTube channel on the show notes so you don't have to worry about a thing. For the show notes, it's easy. Just go to www.orishawisdom.com forward slash the number 41 which is the number of this episode, 41. In there, I will also add all of the info that was discussed here. And I really just want to tell you, thank you for hanging out with me until the end. I'm serious. You're awesome. And I hope that you listened and that this was useful to you. 
One more thing, one more thing. If you're new to the Orisha traditions and you have a ton of books that you have and follow 50 or 100 people on YouTube about the Orishas and you just want to know where you can start, I highly suggest Alejo's 101 and it will be reopening soon. If you're really serious about learning, go to www.orishawisdom.com forward slash A. 101 coming soon. Something very new will be changing to it and I can't wait. And if you missed that one, don't worry, just go to the link and I will let you know when it will be opening up the next time around. Lastly, lastly, some of you have been wondering, I've received some great messages on what I have been up to in the middle of a pandemic. I have been going through a major creative surge you're like creative. Yes. I've been creating new lettering signs, orisha rings, orisha adimu dishes, which are dishes that are used for offerings to the orishas and inspirational messages. If you want to check them out, go to Instagram and my handle is at Iya Omileti, but I'll post most more information on the show notes. And oh my God, phew, that's it for announcements and stuff. Stay tuned for the next episode where we are going to be chatting about funk. Not the fun and groovy kind, but the spiritual funk and what to do about it. I can't wait. Until next time, may the elevated ancestors and all Arisha bless you immensely. Odabo. Thank you for listening to the Arisha Wisdom Podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes at orishawisdom.com forward slash podcast. Can't get enough of Orisha Wisdom? Check us out at orishawisdom.com and subscribe to our community. Remember, the wisdom of Ifa and Orisha is all around us. Be blessed and until next time.